Okay, so welcome to podcast number 17, and we're going to continue with the medicine wheel stuff now, and I'm going to teach a wheel called the 20 count, or the children's count. I'm going to teach this as if we were actually making a medicine wheel out of stones, um, and there's no reason why you can't do this. So this is how I would create a 20 count medicine wheel. I would find a nice flat place. Outside is nice, outside is good when it's not peeing down with rain. And maybe even it's alright when it's peeing down with rain, but I'd rather it wasn't. Thank you. And um, so, okay, nice, maybe a nice piece of lawn or a nice field or a meadow or whatever. And you've got 20 good rocks about the size of a football. Oh, Americans, do they have footballs? Um, soccer ball. Um, oh, I don't know. It's about eight inches, nine inches diameter. You know, maybe it could be smaller. I mean, just, just 20 decent sized rocks. All right. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to walk around in a circle, probably rattling at this point and calling in the spirits to help me and generally kind of blessing the place, smudging everybody that's there, smudging the stones, smudging the circle. Circle's probably about 10 feet diameter. And when I've done that, in the centre of that circle, I'm going to put a V stick. Now a V stick is a Y-shaped stick. If you think of the letter Y, it's got a stem going up and then it forks into two. That fork into two represents hot and cold, up and down, male and female, day and night, sun and moon, winter and summer, rain and sunshine, green and red, anything that you can think of that is opposites. Okay, the one stem is the one side of the opposite, the other stem it's the other side of the opposite. But the important thing is that they both come from the same single stem that comes up from the ground. They only appear to be opposites in a way, but they are actually in the same thing. It's a little bit like the Taoist symbol of yin and yang that I'm sure just about everybody is familiar with. You know, that black and white sort of like two fishes that interlock and a little spot of the one colour in the other. That is the yin and yang sign, and uh, in medicine wheel terms you tend to use a Y stick, it means the same thing. So that's going to be the centre of our wheel. The centre of our wheel is the place of the creative tension between opposites that is the battery that creates all things. The male and female. This is Tantra. This is Tantra. Om Mani Padme Hum. The great famous Buddhist mantra means the diamond is in the lotus, or the male organ is in the female organ. It is the universe in its point of recreating itself. It's, it's constantly making love, it's constantly dancing, it's constantly recreating itself. That's Tantra. When you have a pipe, a sacred pipe, you have the bowl, which is female, made of stone. You have a stem made of wood, which is male and the stem enters the female bowl and you have the whole universe in the act of recreating itself. The two opposites dancing, giving birth to all things. Om Mani Padme Hum. 
it is the same thing and the v-stick the y stick is exactly the same they're generally called v-sticks but actually it's the letter y so if i keep saying v-stick you know what i'm talking about so that's the center of our wheel that is the very center of our wheel which represents that battery that powerhouse that is generating everything at this time okay so i'm going to stand now in the east the very east of that circle with the first rock and I'm going to give a little offering to the ground. It could be a little pinch of tobacco, it could be a little pouring of some milk, it could be a little bit of chocolate, it could be whatever you feel like you want to give to the earth at this time. And I'm going to put that first stone down. And that stone is number one, and it represents Grandfather's Son. That's in the east of the wheel. And when I've put it down, I'm going to walk all the way around the boundary of that medicine wheel space, clockwise, sunwise, because that's the way that the sun travels in the northern hemisphere where I live. And that is the way that ceremonies are done. They are going with life. So you walk around clockwise and then come back to the east. And I pick up the next stone. And the next stone is the stone for Grandmother Earth. And that goes in the west. So I enter the wheel again on that sort of east place and I walk all the way around clockwise to the west and I put that stone down. And then I'm going to carry all the way around again, continuing clockwise to the east again. And then I'm going to pick up the third stone. And the third stone represents the plants and the water. And I'm going to walk that one round to the south of the wheel. And I'm going to put it down. A little offering, a little bit of tobacco, a little pouring of milk, whatever you want to give. And then I'm going to walk through all the way round again, through the west, through the north, through back to the east and come out of the wheel. And I'm going to pick up the fourth stone. And the fourth stone represents the animals. And it goes, of course, in the north. These are the four directions stones. So I'm going to walk round again clockwise from the east through the south through the west get to the north place make a little offering put the stone down walk round again to the east and there is the four directions the four elements that we put down in our very first medicine wheel a few sort of podcasts ago. Fire in the east represented by Grandfather's Son. Earth in the West, represented by Grandmother Earth and the stone that we put there. Water in the South, represented by the stone that we put for the plant kingdoms. And air in the North, represented by the stone that we put there for the animal kingdoms. Those are the first four created beings of the great mystery and the great mystery really is the thing that sits in the center the void if you like there's no people on that wheel yet we're going to add humans at this point and we're going to add humans by picking up the fifth stone and we're going to walk into the center of that medicine wheel and we're going to put that fifth stone to the south of that V-stick. Okay, 
So that's the place of humans. All right, so, and then I'm going to walk around clockwise around that V-stick in the centre, and then I'm going to get to the east, and I'm going to walk in a straight line out and come back to the pile of stones there. Each time I put a stone down, I'm going to be putting down a little offering. So those are the first five. Then I'm going to start moving towards the non-cardinal directions. We're going to do number six, which is the place of the ancestors. It's also the place of our self-concepts. It's the southeast place that we talked about. You know, that self-esteem place that I was talking about with that woman. This is the place of the ancestors. And we're going to pick up that stone and we're going to move to the east again. And we're going to walk around and we're going to put it down between the east and the south. And the southeast place on the edge of that circle. Make a little offering, put the stone down, give thanks, and then continue walking all the way around clockwise until we come back to the east and step out of the circle again. And I'm going to pick up the seventh stone. The seventh stone is the place of the dream. It's the dream stone that sits down in the southwest. I'm going to pick up that stone, I'm going to walk in to the edge of that medicine wheel, I'm going to walk round clockwise, past the southeast, past the south, and get to the southwest. And I'm going to give a little offering, and I'm going to put that stone down, and then I'm going to walk all the way around again to the east, and I'm going to come out. And then I'm going to pick up the eighth stone, which goes in the northwest, which is the place of rules and laws again, if you remember. I'm going to pick up that stone going to walk around, all the way around the edge, clockwise, till I get to that empty place in the rules and laws place in the northwest, and then I'm going to make a little offering, and I'm going to put that down. And then I'm going to, obviously once I've continued walking around to the east again, I'm going to come out and I'm going to get the ninth stone. The ninth stone goes in the northeast. It's the place of the design of energy. It's how we design the dream of our life. So I'm going to walk all the way around clockwise again, going through all those directions until I get to the empty place of the northwest. And then I'm going to put that stone down there for a little bit of uh, northeast. Sorry, I said the wrong direction. Northeast. I'm going to put that stone down there with a, a little offering and I'm going to continue around to the east and step out. That is the first ten. Now this is a very, very, very complicated set of teachings and I'm teaching this in such an abridged way. You could do, you know, a four-day workshop on the 20 count because I'm just skimming over the top, which is all I can do here. So my advice to you would be to go and work with some teachers that will teach you this stuff and I'll, uh, I'll give you some pointers as to where you can find those after we've finished. So I'm going to lay the tenth stone down now. The tenth stone, this is where it starts to get interesting. The tenth stone is the collective consciousness of humans on the planet at this time. Okay, five was humans. We're now gone up a layer. We're now starting another layer of consciousness. 
and this is the collective consciousness of humans. So I'm going to pick up the tenth stone, I'm going to make sure that I've got enough stuff to make an offering there, whatever it is that I'm offering. I'm going to walk into that medicine wheel and I'm going to walk towards the centre. And I'm going to stop in the east of the centre and walk all the way around, past the stone for number five, the humans that I put down in the south, and all the way around to the north of the centre. And I'm going to put down the tenth stone there. And then I'm going to walk round to the east of the centre and walk back out to the east and come out of the medicine wheel. And I'm going to pick up the eleventh stone. And this really is where it starts to get interesting. Now if you remember the very first stone, I said the first stone was Grandfather's Son. And I said that the tenth stone was the collective consciousness of humans. Now the key to that is the collective consciousness bit because what we're actually going to put down now is the eleventh stone and it's one plus ten. Ten is the consciousness of everything. One was the sun. So the eleventh stone is all the suns. It is the stars. It is the consciousness of all the stars in the universe. Now, you think how many stars there are in the universe. I've heard it said that there are more stars in the universe than there are grains of sand on all of the beaches on the earth. That's a lot of stars. So we're talking about a lot of consciousness here. It's like the whole web of consciousness across vast, vast, vast oceans of space. So we put the eleventh stone in just inside the circle past the east stone. So number one is sort of on the edge of the circle and number eleven is just a little bit further in towards the centre but it's in the east, it's in the east of the wheel. And then I'm going to pick up twelve, stone twelve Remember we've done that 10 bit with the consciousness and number 2 was Grandmother Earth. So this is the consciousness of all the planets in the entire universe that I'm putting down. So again I'm going to walk into that wheel all the way around it, get to the west place, that's where the 2 stone was. And I'm going to put the 12 stone just inside towards the centre from the 2 stone. And then I'm going to carry on all the way around again through the north and everything and come back to the east and step out. And then I'm going to pick up the thirteenth stone. Thirteenth stone, if you remember the third stone is in the south and that represents the plants. This is the consciousness of all plants. The sort of total plant consciousness of all plants in all places, universally. That's the thirteenth stone. So we pick up the thirteenth stone, we walk into the east place all the way around to the south and put it down just inside stone three. Stone three and stone thirteen go in the south. And then I'm going to carry on all the way around again to the east and step out. And I'm going to pick up the fourteenth stone. The fourteenth stone, four, was the animals. 
14 is the spirit of all animals. It's the whole consciousness of all animals. And it goes in the north like the animal stone 4 does. So I'm going to carry it round all the way from the east, right the way around the wheel on the outside, get to the north and put it down by the four stone, just inside the four stone, between the four stone and the centre. And I'm going to carry around to the east and I'm going to step out again and pick up stone 15. Now, five is human, ten is the consciousness of all humans. This is 15, so we know it's going to be something to do with humanness. And it's the soul of all humans, past, present and future, that have ever lived. 10 was the consciousness of all humans alive on this planet. 15 is the consciousness of all humans, full stop. And again, like 5 and 10, it goes in the centre place. But this time it goes in the east of the centre, so I'm going to walk in towards the V-stick in the centre and I'm going to place it down on the ground just to the east of that centre point. And then I'm going to walk all the way around clockwise again past the 5 stone, past the 10 stone in the north, out to the 15 stone and then out to the east of the wheel. And there I'm going to pick up stone 16. Stone 16, again we're adding 10 to the spirit of the ancestors. So this is the sacred ancestors. It's like the whole collective consciousness of ancestorness. And it is especially the great ancestors that we would call the avatars, the great teachers. It would be Buddha, it would be Jesus, it would be Muhammad, it would be Krishna, it would be all of those great enlightened teachers, Padmasambhava, all of those beings. And there's a medicine wheel word that is being taught to me for these, which is akalotahe. Akalotahe. Again, I have no idea what tribe that comes from, but I've been always taught that the 16 place are known as the akalotahe. He is a plural. It's like an S on the end of a word. So really it's akalota, and he means a lot of them. Akalotahe. Now I'm going to pick up stone 17 and I'm going to walk around and put it down by where stone 7 is. And again, the 7 was the dream and this is 17, so it's to do with the dream. It's the consciousness of the dream. It is the place of the weavers of the dream. So we're talking here about, um, I guess in South American terms, you could say the Apus, the spirits of the mountains, the angels that are the, the beings that are the mountain spirits. Um, it's, the, it's the weavers of the world, whatever kind of cosmology you think of and however you want to think of that, it's those beings that create, weave creation. And the word that I was taught here is the Kachina Hay. Kachinas are the spirit beings of the Pueblo people of America Southwest. You have the you know the, the thunder Kachina and the rain Kachina and the mountain Kachina and the corn Kachina and all of those sort of different beings, different spirits. This is a plural of the Kachina, the Kachina Hay, the dream weavers, the beings that create the world. Now I'm going to walk all the way around again to the east and step out of the wheel and pick up number 18. 
18 goes with 8. 8 were the rules and laws that we create for ourselves. And 18 is the consciousness of those rules and laws. Now those rules and laws are there for us to learn with. Okay, um, little divergence. The teachings that I've been taught around medicine wheel and all of this sort of stuff rely on the fact that you have created your life to the point of it being a, a place of learning for you, a classroom. That before you were born, you chose your life. You then got born in it so that you could learn your lessons. You may have been born as a serial killer. You may have been born as the victim of a serial killer. You may have been born as a mother or a father. You may have been born as a baby that would die at birth. You may have been born as a person that would live to be 166. Because those are the lessons that you need at this point. That can be a tough one. But that's part of why these teachings are part of what's called the warrior's path. Because you take responsibility for everything that has happened to you. Because you have willed it into being. Because it is there for you to learn from. Now, 18 is the place of what are called the karma masters. Karma in the Sanskrit Buddhist term is... Uh, really is something that has happened to you because of your past uh, impurities. In medicine wheel terms, you can still use the word karma, but it is the lessons that you need to learn. And the opposite to karma is dharma. Dharma in the Sanskrit means the, the teachings of the Buddha, basically. You give the dharma when you give the teachings of the Buddha. But it really means the right way of living, the right path. But again, in medicine wheel terms, you can use it, but slightly different meaning, and call it the lessons that you have learned. Karma, the lessons that you still have to learn. Dharma, the lessons that you have learned. So in the 18 place, which I'm going to put the stone down now, I'm going to walk into the east, and walk all the way around and put the 18 down by the 8 in the northwest. That is the place of the Karma Masters. The Karma Masters, or the Chula Matahe, Chula Matahe, are the beings that you go and talk to before you get born. And you say to them, or rather they say to you, Okay, you were born as a king or a queen last time, and you had a really good life. I think what you need to experience now is being born in the back streets of Calcutta. And you say, yeah, great, sounds good, okay, let's go for it. And then you get yourself born and you forget. And then you live in the back streets of Calcutta and you have your existence and you learn your lessons. And then you die. And then you go back and you meet the Chula Matahe and they say, yay, well done, you passed. Or go back and do it again, you failed. And then you get born again in your next life with your next set of karma to learn. So the 18 is the place of the rules and laws and the place of the beings that create the rules and laws that we live with our karma masters, our Chula Matahe. 
19. I'm going to carry on round to the east again now and I'm going to step out the wheel, pick up stone 19. Goes with stone 9. Stone 9 was the place of design of energy. So, stone 9, 19, they go together. I'm going to step into the east. I'm going to go all the way round. And uh, I kind of told you slightly wrong before because I said about 16 and the sacred ancestors being the the avatars. Really, they're not that mm, enlightened in the 16. The avatars really actually go with the 19s. They are the real designers of energy. They are the ones that know how the world works and can alter the matrix. That wonderful film, The Matrix, yeah? Everybody kind of wired up to their computers thinking that they're living a life and really their reality wasn't like that. And all those people that got outside of the matrix and could manipulate reality because they understood it. That is the place of the 19. It's the place of our Hokshida and our Shida. Remember the Shida? That's the 9. The Hokshida is the 19. It's our enlightened part. Buddhist teachings, we are all enlightened. We do not yet know it though. We do not realise because we basically are too scared to let ourselves know. And we hold ourselves in the dream of the little life. So, 19 is the place of the avatars. That's the place of Christ, Buddha. Uh, Christ, uh, Christ is the energy. Jesus is the man and Christ is the energy. Those two words have kind of got a bit mixed up nowadays, but actually it's Jesus the Christ. Um, you know, I said about the 16 being the avatars and then kind of corrected myself. Well, in a way, Jesus or the Buddha or any of those great teachers, they do sit at the point of the 16 and the energy that they brought through is the 19. Jesus the man, Christ Christos, the energy, Buddha nature, Christ nature, Jesus, Buddha, they were people, but they were so in touch with the 19 aspect of the universe that they became able to work with that sort of level of energy. And so the actual person is the 16 and the kind of manifestation of the energy that came through them is the 19. Jesus, the guy who channeled, became one with, entered into the Christ energy. The Christ energy is the enlightened energy. It's the Hokshida. Hokshidahe. This is the place of the Hokshidahe. The 19 is the Hokshidahe. It is all of our enlightened places, and especially the Buddhas and the Christ beings. So it is that total ability to manipulate and dance with the bits of the world that are apparently concrete to us. We cannot walk on water, but actually we probably can walk on water, but we don't know it yet because we're basically not at that point. We are too locked into our little lives. But if you are fully into the 19 and those beings that have become part of the 19, then you can actually do that because you know how to manipulate the matrix that we call solid reality. 
So that's the 19. Now I'm going to step round again to the east and step out and I'm going to pick up the last stone, the 20. And I'm going to walk into the centre and I'm going to walk around the centre V-stick and put it down in the very last place which is in the west of the V-stick in the centre there. And I'm going to carry up all the way around again to the east of the centre and walk out in a straight line to the east and step out and that's the medicine wheel completed and that last stone represents the great mystery. If you like you can think of that as God. It's beyond anything that we could label. It is total Nagual. It is total, utterly untouchable, dis discussable, understandable. It is the great mystery. And that place is the consciousness of consciousness, if you like. It is 10 times, or 10 plus 10. So it goes as the absolute consciousness of all things in that great dance. But it is beyond knowing. So that is the medicine wheel. There's a handout for this. You can have them all there with a little overview of the ball and, and places on the wheel and everything else. So what on earth do you do with it? Well, best thing that you can do with it is you can sit with it. You've got a problem, you go and sit in the south and you work out how you feel about it. You go and sit in the southwest and you think about what makes that problem seem real for you. You go all the way around to the northeast and you see how you are designing your life so that that problem keeps happening to you. You understand what I'm saying, I'm sure. And uh, I'm all talked out and you'll probably all listen out. So I'm actually going to end it at that. It's a vast set of teachings. Enormous set of teachings. These teachings came from Storm, from Heinemann's Storm. They were passed on to his apprentices who then passed them on to their apprentices and eventually they trickled down to me and I've passed them on to loads of people too. If you want to work with these teachings even more in the UK go and work with Leo Rutherford or if you want to do work with other people go and work with the Lodge of the Singing Stones up in Derbyshire who are the Deer Tribe teachings because uh, the, the head of the Deer Tribe worked with, with Storm and kind of passed these teachings on. I don't know where they come from. I really don't. I have no idea which tribal group they came from or if they are a flight of fancy of Mr. Storm himself. But I'll tell you something, they work. Teacher that I work with, Sunbear, had a saying, if your philosophy doesn't grow corn, I don't want to know about it. These teachings grow corn. They work. And at the end of the day, that's all that matters. They may be Native American. They were taught to me as, well, one teacher talked about them as being uh, uh, um, Cherokee. I don't think for a minute they're Cherokee. Storm says that they are Mayan. And I've seen other Mayan teachings which actually have some relation to these. So maybe he's right. Maybe they are Mayan. Actually, I don't care, really, because they work. I've used them in my life many times. I've used them with other people in their lives many times. They grow corn and they bring beauty. 
So sit with the medicine wheel, study the handouts and bits and pieces that are going to be on the website, go and work with other people about them. I'm sorry, I have no idea who you can work with in America, but there must be loads of people who are teaching medicine wheels. Um, I suggest that you Google 20 count or medicine wheel teachings. I know the Deer Tribe are active in the States. And I wouldn't go along with everything that the Deer Tribe teach because I think some of it's an absolute load of crap. But at the core of it, there is also some superb and beautifully elegant teachings which grow corn. And I think with any spiritual system, you have to sift wheat from the chaff. And I think within the Deer Tribe, there is a considerable amount of wheat and some chaff. And I think that's the same in any other system. So go and work with it, keep an open mind, don't believe a word anybody tells you. Suck it and see, test it out for yourselves. If it grows corn for you, use it. If it doesn't, say thanks and move on. Thank you for listening. I'm going to do another podcast fairly soon, I absolutely promise. Thank you for listening. Love the emails, love the contact. I know there's people out there, but it's really nice to actually get kind of the message through that there are and people listen. You can contact me, nick at sacredhoop.org. Websites, www.threeworlds.co.uk. Thank you.